Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sparking 160 EN podcast. This is podcast number 37, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and uh, I'm joined by two wonderful guests, as always. Um, joined by uh, uh, Steph. How are you doing, Steph? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good as well. I'm doing good as well. And uh, we're also joined by Chris. Chris, how are you doing, bro? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, coming off a big win today in handball. Um, yep. Some pretty crazy Champions League action today. Um, actually, uh, doing all right. And we won this weekend as well and didn't play completely horrible. Yeah. Uh, not completely horrible, for sure. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. I've seen worse. I've seen worse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely worse this season, too. <laughs> um, before we get into that, though, um, we're going to get into uh, some of the questions we couldn't answer last week on Twitter. Um, just because we were running low on time and then uh, really it just you know, slipped our minds, which uh, it happened. So thank you guys for sending in your questions last week. We did not forget. We will answer it now. And then, of course, uh, we'll get to the other Twitter questions later on. Um, first question, uh, I'll give it to Steph. Um, it's from Joel Da Silva at DaJoLeon073 on Twitter. Um, he has three questions, uh, so I'll bounce it off between the three of us. First, uh, does the current board have the ability to continue to lead the club? Um, Steph, I'll ask you that straight up. Um, what do you think, Steph? Well, they were they were elected for for four years, so um, I don't think we have a choice. And uh, and also, we got to give them time. Um, I know uh, Verandes is not really popular among the Sportingistas, or a good amount of Sportingistas, because I mean, he won the elections. So some of them like them, like him, right, right. but. Well, we got to give him time to fix the club, um, but he, he's, he's showing signs that he's too green, meaning that he's not he's not at the level of Pinta Costa and uh, Luis Vieira. There's certain things you don't have to tell the media. You keep it in-house. And I just think he's, he's, tell, he's telling too much to the media because now all of a sudden, we're the only club in Portugal that owes money to everybody, and we all know that Benfica and Porto owes money as well. Right. So with that said, is I think he uh, we stuck with him for four years. Unless he commits something major, then he'll have to uh, resign. But you know, I think he's capable. I mean, they're about to pull a great deal. I don't know if it's a great deal, but sixty-five million from a, from a, and I, and I know Chris will talk about that because he's familiar a little, a lot more familiar than us about Apollo. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, well. We have no choice, really. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on whatever you do, I think we uh, we definitely have no choice for the matter at the moment. Um, his second question, uh, I'll give it to Chris, uh, without getting too much into the Apollo deal. He asks, are we really going to let a third party companies buy us out and thus making us lose control over the club? Oh, that actually has nothing to do with Apollo. So he's talking more about the side. Do you really think? Um, under this administration, will be likely to uh, sell some of the sod and and um, sort of lose control of our club. Um, I don't think we're at that point yet. Um, um, which I'm gonna call it today. Actually, um, news came out that <laughs> Vitoria Guimarães right. is <laughs> filing a grievance against Sad for failing to pay for the Rafinha transfer. Um, that news had broke, um, a couple of weeks ago. So we knew that they were pissed off at us. Um, we still owe them, I think 4 million. 
four or five. We paid them two. We still own four or five. Um, we're supposed to have paid it by now. Um, so they're filing a grievance against Sud. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know um, why we haven't paid. Uh, I feel like it happens a decent amount. There was Acuna. We still owed money for him. We're still paying for players that were here two years ago. It, I mean, I think that uh, it, it's it's a bit. Uh, all over the place, but I, I don't, I don't think it's, you know, necessarily out of control. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, his last question was can slash, should we do something about this and demand uh, Federico Fernandez resignation? Or should we just sit back and observe? Um, I'll take that real quick. I don't, I don't think we should um, demand his resignation. I mean, the man just walked in, right. Um, as much as I might not like him, I, I definitely think, uh, um, he needs to be given at least a bit more time to maybe, you know, um, I don't know, try to figure out what he's doing with the finances and, and all of that. I think what we should do as fans is definitely put the pressure on him. Um, you know, I, I don't think we should not show up to games. We should definitely show up to games, but we should show up to game and voice our concerns, voice our, our opinions. Uh, you know, even if it's those chants like we heard, er, like just before the game on the Portimonense game, and and asking for his demission, like at least do something to put the pressure on him. Because um, as much as I hate Verandas, nothing would cheer me up more knowing that he proved me wrong. And you know what? In fact, he is a good president for Spartan, or he's done the good good job. Blah blah blah. It's just that at at, at the current moment, it's not um, it's not really going too well. He's he's selling players on a cheap or or for free, like he did Nani and Monter. Uh, to you know, presences in in the in the um, in the uh, locker room uh, when it comes to you know the soccer team, um, you know there's still questions up in the air about Trumpin's contract uh, for hockey. Um, of course, there's other rumors about around that, but you know I think that's definitely a guy we need to sign um, amongst other things. And then of course you know this whole this whole financial crisis and and Etupeda case that he said he he talked about that he's not, and then. Um, I, I personally, I just think give him a bit more time, but we sh we should definitely keep up the pressure and, and definitely keep him on his toes. Um, next question, there's a few of them, comes in from our boy Nunu Gabriel at Cathy Valence on uh, on Twitter. Um, he says the president's speech uh, should this have done should this have been done in the public uh, the way it was, or should it have been made uh, behind closed doors at an age? Um, that the only that only the sausage can attend and discuss the airing of this dirty laundry in public is a shit show. Um, Steph, I'll I'll do that to you. Uh, in regards to um Federico Veranda's speech uh, last week, um, do, do you agree with 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 Nuno Gabriel here that maybe we should have done it on an AG or you know what what are your views on that? Well, the, the reason why you know people don't realize how expensive it is to do uma uh, assemblies at all. It's it's right. close it's close to like one hundred sixty thousand dollars because you have to put everything together, hire security. So what he did was just a a quick uh, conference call, and it, it it didn't cost a lot of money or no money at all because it was just them and the uh, and the media, and that's it. And that's why he, I think he opted for for that setting because we we just had a not too long ago i mean quite a few of them so you know yeah. uh, he, he's trying to save money uh you know that and i think that's why he didn't create my assembly stuff that's so it's fine the way he did it but the the day uh, on friday when he gave his speech to kuzanya and to bruno 
uh, the, the three talk, talking about different things, one about finances, him in general, and then the other guy talking about the uh, marketing portion of it. They didn't say much. And then a couple of days la later, the, the following week, that's when all this shit came out. So, you know, it, it, it was a waste of time, really. Um, that's it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next question, uh, again, from Nuno Gabriel. I'll, I'll give it to you, Chris. Um, on the financial situation, do you believe that Brun Carvalho really left us in a financial hole? Uh, do you believe that it was the Commission de Gestion, or do you believe that it's all scare tactics by the, the so-called president uh, to create chaos and pull some shady stuff behind the uh, on the back end? Uh, what do you think, Chris? Um, I don't really think it's any one of those three things or three or four things. I think it's a little bit of combination of some of them. Um, did Bruno Cavalli leave us in perilous a perilous financial situation? No. Um, he actually left it in a lot better position than when he got it. Um, so he deserves credit for that. Um, it wasn't anything ridiculous to overcome. I mean, there's solutions. Obviously, we're starting to see some of them, what they're opting to do, what the options are on the table. Um, I think that uh, Sosa Sintra over the summer um, probably did, has done, of those three, Brun Carvalho, Sosa Sintra, Federico Vandes, uh, uh I think that Sosa Sintra has uh, objectively done the worst job. 100%. Um, but he also the amount of damage he was able to do in like five months wasn't enough that he deserves so much of the blame or whatever, but he, he didn't, he didn't help the situation. Um, sure, yeah. Acted a little bit recklessly for sure. Um, so, I mean, I don't really, I, I don't think it's fake. It's, it's obviously not like a manufactured crisis or anything like that. So, I mean, that, that'd be a little bit more on the conspiracy theory side of things. If it's all like, made up and Federico Verandes just wants to sell the sad and the assets of the club and enrich himself. I haven't seen that yet, but um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, next question is uh, in regards to the Maritimo game. Uh, do you think that the game went on and the score remained at zeros? Uh, the team felt even more anxious and pressured to score making a lot of offensive errors be rushed in a way and not really well-planned offensively plays instead. Uh, or sorry, not well-planned offensive plays instead. Uh, Steph, I'll, I'll throw it off to you. Um, what, what do you think of that? Do you think we, we definitely felt uh, the pressure towards the end on, on Maritimo and that's why we stayed nil-nil? Yeah, we spoke about that the last in the last podcast for a long yeah. time. But, you know, I'll, to, to really quick, yeah, I agree. Um, and... Uh, I don't want to be the dead horse, but yeah, I totally agree with that statement. Yeah, I would agree as well. Um, uh, another question from Nuno, of course. Um, in hindsight, um, of course, would you or wouldn't you have subbed off Jefferson at halftime of the Villarreal game, considering that he was already that he already had a yellow and his actions towards the end of the first half uh, was a bit pushing it. Um, Chris, I'll, I'll throw that off to you. Of course, in hindsight, like like you mentioned. Um, would you have taken off Jefferson at halftime? Um, I'm trying to remember if we had Acuna on the bench or not. Uh, oh, no, he was suspended, he was suspended that game. Sorry. Yeah, he was yeah. suspended. Borja played left center right, back, right. and he played wing back. Um, I probably wouldn't have started him. So, um, <laughs> Facts. Uh, realistically, that's probably the uh, the change that I would have made. Um, 
But I mean, I, I, you, you never know if that's going to happen three minutes into the second half. That's not Kaiser's fault or anything. Um, I, of, of the person that deserves the most blame likely is the referee. Um, I don't, I don't see enough uh, evidence on replay. I don't think he did it intentionally. I just think he kind of tripped over the guy and he, he didn't even step on him that hard. Um, so it's harsh. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kaiser didn't know that that was going to happen right after halftime. So I don't, I don't think anyone's really at fault except for maybe yeah. you know, a decision to have him, you know, out there while we have better options on the bench. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, personally, I, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's easy to say now, but um, to me, that was never a red. So that wasn't a stamp. You, you, you even see it on video replay. Like he's trying to go get around him and not step on him. So, um, yeah, I would have kept him on. I, I didn't think he was too bad, but um, but yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you, Chris. I think he shouldn't have started. Uh, last question from Nuno Gabriel. Looking forward to it. Uh, I've got questions. Uh, this one is more for Danny. Respect, Nuno. Uh, because of his game day tweets, could you please tell us how you really feel about Bazdos, please? Bro, I'll get started later on about this Porti Menes game. But on that Moritimu game, towards the end on that one play, I know you guys talked about it, but let, I wasn't here last podcast. Let me just fucking quickly get this off my chest. The fact that the guy fucking, like, closes his eyes, like, takes his head away from the game when he could have fucking put his head somewhere near the ball and scored it in the last fucking minute is beyond me. I've never seen a striker do that in my life. I've never seen a player do that in my life. Just give up on a play when the ball just comes across, like, across and you think the goalie's about to grab it. It was ridiculous, Nuno. Don't get me started. Uh, next question is actually from me on Twitter. I said, uh, Kaiser in, Kaiser out, uh, or Kaiser out at the end of the season. Also playing hypothetical, if Kaiser does get sacked, who's a realistic option for next season? Uh, Steph, I'll ask you that. Kaiser in, out, end of the season. And uh, if he is out in your eyes, who would you realistically want in? Uh, how, long, how long is this contract for? I think until the end of next season. I think he signed like two years and a half. Two years. Or no. Or two or a year and a half. I can't remember. Let me let me Google that real quick. Okay, so so let's say if he stays another season, I think he's gonna get at least a preseason. And then they're gonna give him what he needs. And then yeah. uh, and then we'll see if he can um, deal with the pressure. Uh, if we finish uh, fourth place, it looks like we're going to finish fourth place. If I want to be optimistic, maybe third place. Right. But no more than that. So it's it, third place or fourth place, the same shit. It qualifies us for the playoff of the league at Opa. Yeah. So he signed a two and a half year deal. So his contract will end um, on July of 2021. Okay. So another two years. So I don't think, I don't think Verandes will pull the plug. I don't think so either. No, I think he'll give him the preseason and the the one third of the season until December to see if he can uh, qualify us to the group stage of uh, the Liga Europa, and then to see how well he does uh, with the beginning of the season 2019-2020, and then depending on that, then he might be out. Let's say if he's out, I would go for someone like um, Silas. I like him. He's doing a great job at Bill Nance. Um, uh, but, you know, I think the um, Cardoz just got fired from Spain. Yeah. Uh, from yeah. Uh, Salta Vigo, yeah. 
Yeah, he he was a Chihuahua. That's another option, and mm -hmm. it's and that's it. That's all. Fair, fair. Um, next question is from uh, um, another guy named Danny at D D M R M A R D D Marks um, on Twitter. Um, what is the total enterprise value of Saad? What would someone or someones have to do to bring, or what does someone have to bring to the table? To completely uh, buy out Spartan, hypothetically, um, Chris, I'll throw it off to you. I don't know if we can really answer that though, unless yeah. you actually know the value of the sod. Then uh, I, I think, to be fair, there's a lot of rules behind it too. I don't think anybody can really just come in, put down the money, and and buy it out outright just like that. I, I still think we have to go to votes and stuff like that. Um, I was uh, talking to, uh, sorry, I was talking to Rui Rui Shavshi on Twitter, and he was even saying when I thought that we were selling parts of our sod. That even to sell some of it, we have to go to an AG and still put it on to vote. Uh, so I don't, I don't think it'll be as easy as that. But uh, I'm not too sure, Chris, if you know any anything. No, I, I would assume that that would be the process as well. As far as the overall valuation of the club, it's tough. I know the values of some NBA franchises and NFL franchises, but I don't know how that would even compare to the valuation of European football teams. Um, at least several hundred million euros. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know, four hundred million euros. Um, so if you if you pull up at the table with a hundred million euros, you can very easily change the game completely. Yeah. So here on transfer market, they give us a total market value of one hundred and fifty-seven point four million euros. That is probably but just the squad valuation. That's a good point, actually. You're right on that. So yeah, that's, those are right. our player assets. So then we have a stadium, yeah. pavilion, everything. You know, that's yeah. The, the the players, the total was one seventy nine million. Mm. It was on the market, uh, marketplace. Yeah, yeah. Also, those are all estimations for the players. It's not. Oh, like, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Well, all all this with the Saudi, it has to do with the the um, CM CM um, sound valores. So, yeah. like Odilmo, uh, they bought twenty million. Um, so they still owe those those shares. So it has a lot to do with that. So you could you could yourself buy a certain amount of um, assoins, and then depending on my, how much you buy, then you control a percentage of the sad. So that's that's how it goes. It's very complex. I don't. I'm yeah. not. An, I'm not an expert in that field either. So yeah, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I don't but, think any but, of us will try to like fake it. Like we know what we're talking about when it comes to the <laughs> precision on on buying out the sport. Yeah, but but the side is all about the uh, the um, is that strange? Right. It's, it's all about that shit. So if a millionaire comes comes and and throws money, as long as they don't buy more than. 51%, then we find the club still belongs to the associates. If it goes beyond that, then that's when we're in trouble. Right. Um, all right. Next question comes from Gabriella at Gabriella uh, JUR23. She asks, should Sporting fear its divided fan and associate base as a uh, I can't read today. Destabilizing. Uh, oh my God. A force in in the in the journey to recovering the club financially and sports wise, uh, Steph. I'll give this one to you. How bad? How bad can we be uh, with divided fan base and and a base as well? 
Opa, olha, I'm sorry, eu não percebi nada. Ok, the question is, should Sporting fear its divided fan and associate base uh -huh. uh, the destabilizing force in the, in, in the journey to recovering the club financially and sports-wise? Okay, so yeah, the, the, the club at this point is very divided and, and we were expecting that with the percentages of uh, um, uh, Amat the one with and uh, Bundito actually had more fans voting for him. And we also spoke about that on the last podcast. But yes, yeah. it's uh, it's it's a little bit scary because um, because the concept of um, democracy is a little bit different for a club because no one is forced to be an associado sporting. You don't have to be associado sporting. You choose to be. So when you choose to be associado sporting, uh, it's a democratic concept, but a little bit different. So if if you've been in the club for twenty years. Uh, you know, you should be, uh, uh, your voice should be heard because you've been there longer. You paid your dues. So I get it. it, it but you shouldn't be, I think if you're in the club 25 years, you get 28 votes. That's a little bit too much. It should be yeah. maybe less, like five votes. I would be okay with that. Like yeah. you're in the club for, for 25 years. So for your 25 years, it's, it's five votes. I would be okay with that, um, but now, so with that said, um, Verandas has no charisma. He has to spin it in a different way. If he's not the one, he needs to find someone that's better with speeches. He doesn't have that gift. Let's let's put it let, let's put it on the right. table. He sucks at speaking on in front of TVs. He mumbles. He looks sideways. Last time everyone caught caught up to him. He had an iPod. Someone was giving him the fucking answers. It was embarrassing. So um and and to to reunite the, the sporting uh, fan base you need someone with charisma. Maybe it's uh, Uberto. Uh he's he has some charisma. Maybe he needs to to call back somebody else to be director of communication. Um, but I, I don't know what, what it will take. Not everyone thinks like the way I do. Not everyone thinks the way Denny Saldana thinks. Not everyone thinks the way Chris thinks. My way of thinking, being a sporting is to support sporting no matter what, who's the president. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to stop paying my my cotas and, and buy the sporting newspaper. Uh, I'm overseas. I'm not able to buy the game box because if I was in Portugal, I would. Uh, just because I don't like the president and I want to get back at him. I think that's the wrong approach. If you're a Sportingista, you got to support the, the Sporting in the good times and the bad times. So I to, to finalize and to wrap it up. Yeah. I, and let, let me just reiterate something you said that I couldn't agree more with. Um, I, I agree that, you know, if you've been in the club for a few years, you should definitely have a bit more of a say and a bit more votes. I don't think we should be throwing in as many votes as we did, especially the last election. I was even thinking, you know, after 10 or 15 years or 20 years, you get one extra vote. And that two votes from one person doesn't really affect the election that much. Sure, you're giving away an extra vote, but it's nothing like, like saying 20 or 30 or whatever it is, right? Like, it, I, thought, I think that is, that is ridiculous. And, uh, and yeah. Uh, last question comes in from Defensor SCP on Twitter. Um, that's his at. Um, he says, I'll go with an unpopular expressed opinion. 
Uh, I'd like this to be discussed. Many Spartan fans now seem to be economists and business managers instead of discussing football. Uh, they pick at everything and nothing. Uh, before the transfer market, we needed a left back, midfield, etc. cetera. Uh, we get them. Why did we spend? Complaining to the board, comparing it to previous one. Spartan exposes previous mistakes. Ropa Suja. Um, complaining about the club, not telling the members sensitive information. When reports are released, we shouldn't ad admit to that. Um, is that correct behavior? Uh, those who want Verandas out, do you want him out now? And what are your solutions? Uh, hashtag constructive criticism. And do th do things not take time? Why not make judgments at the end of the season? Um, so that's actually a really good question. I'll, I'll start off with Chris. You know, as he was saying, you know, we're, we're sort of bipolar to a certain degree. We're sort of economists instead of f soccer fans. Um, we say one thing and then they want another thing. Is that the correct behavior that, that we've been given or, or shown as, as fans? Um, I know I've spent a lot of my time recently being a financial analyst and uh, like stock trader, um, which I'm going to say I, I, I don't love it. Um, yeah. And, and the, the reason that we're all doing that is because the season's over. Yeah. If we had football to be watching, if we're in a title chase, if we have a Europa League quarterfinal game tomorrow, this stuff is, you can easily, this isn't the story, but football isn't the story. Um, so this is the story. Uh, and that's, I think, part of why this is happening in the manner that it's happening. Um, obviously, the club was turbulent. Um, it's been turbulent for about a year. Um, so, you know, but they say in sports, winning fixes everything. Uh, I don't know if it necessarily solves all these problems, but it at least makes them not everyone's business to be worried about as mm -hmm. much. And, you know, the, the clubs, the players are good, whatever. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's not much to worry about other than the games, which is what we all want to worry about. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, Steph, he also asks to those who want Verendez out, uh, do you want him out now? Or actually, do you want Verendez out, Steph? I haven't really, I don't know your full position on this. Well, it, it doesn't matter what I want. Uh, it doesn't matter what you want. Or it, mm, he, he's, been, he, he's been elected. He's elected. It's, Fair, yeah. So, I mean, nobody likes Trump. Uh, and he's still uh, the president of the United States, for God's sake. Yeah. So, you know, with that said, uh, he, he's been elected. He has to majorly fuck up, like, really huge fuck up for, for him to be kicked out of the club. And so far, he hasn't fucking up, that in, I mean, like, in a big way. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, so that answers that question. I just wanted to piggyback what Chris said. Mm -hmm. Th this is what's going This is going on now, and people, they're not catching up to it. Or, so, or, or I'm pretty sure some people have caught, up, caught on to it. Because o relatório saiu, o nosso relatório de contas. So mm -hmm. what the media is doing is they dissecting it little by little. And they, they, they say, oh, okay, let's see o relatório de Sporting. So they downloaded the 200-something pages. Uh, I think it was that long. And now they're dissecting it. And now they're having fun with it. That, that's what's going on. Uh, it's, it's not because we're telling them everything. It's because they, it's, it's available to the public which includes the media, and now they're just having fun. And like Chris said, 
there's nothing else nothing else left for sporting season so let's talk about that but porto it, it, they be, they had to pay a fine to to meet the uh, uefa um uh um financial financial fair play they had to yeah. pay a fine they're not doing any better because was what i think ranked number two of the club the total of debt yeah so there's some so, they have something like 300 million still in that exactly do you think they have paid every player they bought no Absolutely they not. have the same problem but the the portuguese media loves to fuck with sporting loves oh, them yeah. and but and is soft he doesn't know how to play the game so <laughs> my my biggest thing on on that on on Verandas on that is that he plays right into it. it. It's it's like you know under under Bruno Carvalho he never he never said and this isn't a Bruno Verandas thing. I'm just comparing the two different situations. Is that under Bruno Carvalho he would never like say we're we're the richest fucking club in Portugal. Obviously not. But whenever they would talk about our finances, Bruno Carvalho was quick to. To cut it off like no we're paying them it's it's different payments it's blah 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 this blah 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 that so much that even last year um uh Racing would come up saying that Sporting hasn't paid them for Acuna but Bruno Carvalho would would either not reply or he would simply reply with we're, we're paying them in payments blah 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 whereas I feel like with Verandas it, it's more like he's just playing into it um he's not you know even with this Guimarães thing today asking for insolvency and shit like that like you know at least you, I, I think maybe Verandas can do something, whereas to, to sort of nip this in the butt, because like you said, Steph, and, and it's never been a secret, the Portuguese media loves to fuck with Sporting. Loves to fuck with Sporting, whether it's finances, whether it's, you know, um, stuff that happens during the game, whether it's whatever. Like, it, it's like their fucking favorite pastime. A bola, Ricardo, jogo, is just to fuck with Sporting and, and de analyze shit that they'll never analyze for other teams. Um and, uh, well, well yeah. if you give if you give them the tools, um, yeah, exactly, and, and the knowledge, they will fuck with you all day long. That's yeah. you know, I mean, I hate to say, it, but Ugimarens, you know what they deserve? It's basically next time they need play uh, some of our place to be loaned out to them. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Mateus Oliveira, who's doing so well for them, they can suck our dick, bro. Next time we'll we'll loan them out to Braga or some shit like that. Like, even though we hate Braga, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that was um, a bad example. No, okay, fine. Mureirense, <laughs> since it's up north too. Well, we'll loan him out to Mureirense or something, or Riwab. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's the end of the questions there. Um, and let's just get right into the uh, Portimonense match. Uh, Chris, I'll, I'll start off with you. Uh, Sporting 3, Portimonense 1. Actually, let me read off the lineup. Uh, the lineup was as follows Renan Ribeiro and Net, Marcos Cunha, Mathieu, Ilori, and Ristovski in defense. Uh, Gudeli, Wendell, and Bruno Fernandes in the midfield with Diaby, Rafinha on the wings, and Bazdoff starting up front um, with then later substitutions of uh, Luis Philippe, uh, Dumbia, and Francisco Gerald. Uh, so, Chris, I'll, I'll pass it off to you. What did you think of the game? Um, it was up and down. Um, I The beginning of the game, we absolutely we came out hot. Um, and I, I thought that we might have, you know, a, a very convincing win. Um, we scored two goals in the first 10 minutes. Um, and it basically immediately went downhill from there. Um, the entire rest of the second half, Portimonists had several very good chances to score. Um, Matthew made a good block on one of them. Renan Ribeiro had, I think, two nice saves. And then right before half, 
uh, a half volley from like 30 yards out, hit the underside of the bar. Um, so realistically, we could have easily gotten in that half tied. Um, we probably deserved to. And they did score, Polini scored. So they scored one of their four or five clear-cut chances, but they could have they could have scored more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were lucky to go into half um, up 2-1. And then uh, second half was a little bit better. Um, they still had a couple chances. It, it felt like the game was far from safe, um, especially as it got towards the end. But uh, luckily, um, right on the 90th minute, we got a PK, and Bruno Fernandes uh, buried it and kind of sealed the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a fantastic performance. Uh, but uh, a win is a win, and we'll take that. Um, we're only three points away from Braga. Um, and we have the tiebreaker on them. So, I mean, we got to just keep, keep pace with them. Um, and, you know, one drop game there and, and we can, we can tie them slash pass them because we would have the tiebreaker. Um, so yeah, I mean, at this point in the season, I, I don't know if we're going to get a game that that's super convincing from start to finish, but, uh, we just kind of, we got to just, just keep scrapping three points. So, um, definitely had to win this game at home. Yeah, agreed. And uh, Steph, I'll ask you the same question. What did you think of the game? Ah, disgusting. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, we, we have no rhythm. There's no consistency. Uh, like we say in the Portuguese, agiria, jogamos uh, uh, It's it, it was, like, disturbing to, to watch Sporting, uh, like, one great play and then, then a terrible play afterwards, missing... We're still missing too many passes. There's no, there's no flow of the game. There's no chemistry. Like it, it looks, it looks like the 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 defensive line with the mid the midfield is not connecting. The midfield is not connecting with with the offensive line. It's there's no there's no domino effect. It's 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 like we watching a game the Soltech contra Casados basically. It's a pickup game. Hey, we get to the park. Hey, I'm the captain, and you're the captain. Let's pick. I pick that guy. Okay, I pick that guy. And it looks like it's just like that. And and now they can blame the fatigue because they only play once a week. Exactly. They have the whole fucking week to practice. Now, if somebody says, that excuse is not going to fly anymore. So I don't know. I mean, like Chris said, that we won, we got the three points. We just three points, uh, you know, away from Braga, it, which could have been we could have been tied up with them uh, if if we did our obligation against Maritimo. But no, we tied the game, yeah. and and um, oh, at least one point behind only. But the I'm I'm not gonna go into details about the game. Chris just did it, um, but I don't know what's going on with. Um, uh, Goodell staying. We, we want to keep Goodell. Are, are you kidding me? I, I heard that on the news that we we trying to find a way to keep him. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? That guy is good for nothing. He's not a number six. He's not a number eight. He's 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 really good for nothing. It it, it bothers me. Uh, Ilori, like we suspect, is he's not that good. He's uh, he's terrible too as a center back. I I don't like him. Um, you guys now you you see him in action, so you tell me. Uh, but 
I'm telling you, he's, he's not that good. Um, I welcome Ivanil Fernandes back next year, which I saw that on the news, and Duarte, yeah. was, which is in the Sportivo de Coruña doing a great season. Yeah, we, we, we'll welcome that back with open arms, you know. Oh, That's yeah, big, big time. Diaby, I mean, everyone likes to pick on Diaby. He's not that bad, actually. I like him, but when a team is terrible, then he looks terrible, too. Uh, Dumbia, I would I would definitely invest more time on Dumbia. Yeah. Idrissa Dumbia, he shows, he shows a lot of quality. He shows a lot of skills. Uh, so I'm expecting great things from that young man. Luis Philippe. Uh, people forget he came from a second division from Pasfred. He was doing great, but now he's been he's been rushed into a a, a crisis situation, and they're not passing him the ball. Um, uh, good, good, good uh, crosses to him so he can score goals at all. I haven't seen one cross of the fucking guy. I've seen yeah. a couple, but nothing that he could have actually scored. And we we could have said, "Damn, he missed that goal. That was an easy one to make." Nothing like that yet. Like Basdost. Basdost has been having some great chances and he's been missing them or or passing to the side to his Im imaginary friend. We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, besides that, I welcome Machu back. That was good. Machu yeah. played a solid Enormous. game. Enormous. Yeah. yeah. Stefan Vitovsky, I'm kind of disappointed. I was expecting more from him. So I, I do miss Piccini big time. Acuna. Yeah. You know, I, I love the guy. He's, a, he's got the Latino blood. Bruno Fernandes, what can I say about this guy? We're going to sell him for a good amount of money, and hopefully with that money, we'll pay some debt and we'll get some good players. I don't think he, he, we're going to keep him next year. And I, They keep on saying that we're going to build the team from next year around Bruno Fernandes, but how much are you going to pay him? Are you going to pay him $4 million a year, $5 million a year salary-wise? Personally, um, I think that is just uh, propaganda from Sporting and good propaganda. Let me just say that. I think that it, 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 I think it's almost guaranteed that he's gone. I just think we're selling that story so that teams don't think that they can come in, look at Sporting's financial situation, and be like, hey, buddy, here's $40 million and and you know we're doing you guys a favor. Where Sporting is then in the position to say, like, nah, fuck off. We want 60 or whatever the case may be, and, and, that, and that's our price. You know what I mean? So well, I think it's just more of us trying to play hardball sort of thing. Yeah, maybe. And may, hopefully. Maybe that, hopefully. And, and, that, and if that's the strategy, I kind of like it. But the strategy, which I accept it, and, and I'm, I welcome it, which is to renew his contract and better his salary, and then up a closet I'm okay with that. If they want to up it to 150 million, up yeah. it to 150 million, and he's willing to take the, the bump, and then he collects it until June or July or until August, and then he, he sold. I'm okay with that, and that would be a smart move. And that's all I gotta say about this game. This mm -hmm. this game was not entertaining at all. It was disgusting to watch. I really thought it was a game of the 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 the. the 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 campeonato Portugal, the street, the third division. <laughs> it was an ugly game. I'm telling you, no flow, no. That's that's why when we play from us, Be yes, that's why when we play against Benfica and Porto, it's 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 like oh my god, we're not at the same level as those those two teams. They they play in a better better football. A uh, couple notches up on Sporting. And uh, hopefully by the 2nd of April, we'll be in much better shape uh, on the second playoff game against uh, Befica. 
because yeah. uh, I hope we win that game and uh, we go to the final Nujamur. But if we play the way we, we are playing, I don't know, because Benfica is playing well, yeah. you know? I yeah, mean, you saw you fire. saw what they yeah you saw what they did at the Dragon. I don't want to talk yeah. about it, but they're playing well, you know. Yeah. They motivated fucking Brunelage. He, he he knows his players, and I think that's why we fucked up this year. It's letting Tiago Fernandes go. I would have kept Tiago Fernandes. <laughs> nope. Sorry, um, go ahead, Steph. I, I would have kept Tiago Fernandes, and because uh, he knows the the youth quite well, and um, and uh, he, he, I'm not saying he was he was gonna be like Brunelage. That's not what I'm saying at all. Fair, fair. But, but I'm what I'm saying is, we we have quality in in the under twenty three team, and so so why not use it? Because the, 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 if you have Jovan Cabral, Miguel Luis, Ujrals, and then you have João Silva, you have Peter Mendes, you have a lot of quality in the under twenty three team. If you don't promote them to the A team, what's going to happen? The motivation for them goes down as well. So if you promote them to the A team, the motivation will go up. I don't know if you guys saw the Juvenis game uh, against Bifica 3-1 after we signed 12 of those players on contrat profissional. Yeah. They beat Bifica 3-1 and they played an amazing game. I did watch the game. So, you know, the motivation goes both ways. So Bifica is using it to their advantage because they're promoting all these team, the players from the B team and the under-23 team and they're playing well. And I think I believe we could have done the same thing. People don't follow uh, things by with detail, but I do. Iniciates under fifteen win first place. Uh, Juvenis win first place. Uh, juniors we just uh, we we just won. Uh, we tied against Praga at home three three, and we in third place, but only two points away from the first place. Under twenty three win second place. If yeah. we win against Turil this week will be in first place uh, as long as Riwaf doesn't win. Yeah. So so we we in good shape in the youth. Uh, the, the thing is the the senior coach uh in the A team needs to 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 believe in them. And so far I don't think they do because when you have somebody like Gudelt in our fucking team it's a joke, yeah. you know. But so yes so is so quickly on the on the Goodell thing, I think uh, the only reason why we're we're keeping him is because uh, if I if I remember correctly, but I remember hearing an interview. Now I don't know if it's Sosa Sintra or Goodell, but I'm pretty sure it was Sosa Sintra saying that he comes on loan this season, and then it's a uh, it's a mandatory buyout clause from us. So then we pay out his Chinese club, and we have him for, and he signs a four year deal with us. That's why I think that's why I'm kind of confused when I see all this. Musad Kadmentero, Gudel, no sé qué, no sé cuántos, because um, from my understanding, from Sosa Sintra himself, the one that made the, the deal, um, Gudeli came with that understanding that he stays permanent next season. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of the game, if I can give my two cents in, I, I, it's the same, you know, mix of what both of you guys said. Um, uh, we started off on fire. Um, a, a quick chance from Rafinha in like the opening, I think eight minutes or something like that, and then we scored back-to-back -back goals and within two minutes, and then we decided to go sleep and and Putimines really really took over. I, I was watching this game with my dad, and I, I, I'll tell you, the guy's fifty-eight years old. I thought the guy was gonna have a, a heart attack eventually, seeing all these attacks from fucking from Sporting. When I don't know if it was Paulinho now, but the moment he hit the bar and went bar down and out. I was convinced my my dad was gonna fucking start. I don't know, man. Like, 
It was bad. It, it, me and him were stressing so much on this game because Spartan defensively looked bad. Um, you know, offensively, after those two goals, we didn't create much. Um, we'll get into the penalty later, but uh, if, if I can quickly throw in my two cents, I'm not even sure that's a penalty, but whatever. Regardless, we deserve to win with it or without it. Um, but truthfully, if it wasn't for for Mathieu and even Renan, and I give Renan a lot of uh, a lot of stick on this podcast, but if it wasn't for those two, I, I think Portimonis walk out of here with another with another win, another four two, like like we did against them at home uh, earlier on in the season. Um, yeah, it was bad, and then uh, um, you know I, I'll start off with you, Chris. Bas Dost, he, he's he's again out of form. I feel like we've been hitting this same topic for the last three, four weeks. Um, what's wrong with our boy? I mean, he came off in the 55th minute. Do you think that's well-deserved? Do you think he should have even came off earlier? Maybe even not start this game? What do you think, Chris? Uh, yeah, he was he was unwatchable. Um, yeah. He was really, really bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could have easily come off at half. Um He – the one – the one – the the – the pass heard around the world, that that breakaway where he's clean through and he passes it to the side to no one. To no one. I, the amount of times I saw that video, I wanted to like burn my eyes, <laughs> yeah. just to, just to forget that I had ever had to see it, let alone five hundred times. Um, so yeah, he was abysmal. Um, but the thing is, man, like we don't have anyone else. Uh, the t- to touch on the point about you know the youth. Um, the, the thing that's so disheartening about it is it's like we don't have anything to lose at this point. Like, I mean, yes, catching Braga is important. Um, but I mean, <laughs> playing Dumbia now instead of Gudeli to just to, to see what you have in these games that kind of are exhibitions at this point. Um, and it's not like we're putting out like a a bunch of 16 year olds like we're still putting we're putting out professional players against smaller clubs in Portugal you know I think that we should not fall off that much especially considering how bad some of these guys are and they continue to play um Ilori um I, I thought he had some okay performances at first but uh we're, we've gotten to see him through an extended period of time Matthew was out way longer than he was supposed to be I think yeah um and he played a lot, and he is pretty not fit to be a starting center back for Sporting. Um, I mean, I guess he's okay to have as like a third option or fourth option, but I mean, Matthew today it was like it was like another another like player from a different planet played <laughs> today. Um, yeah. and next week we'll have both of them back, Kawats and Matthew, which is going to be a relief. Hopefully, we don't have to see Lodi at all. Unless we play three at the back, but we haven't in the last couple of games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, disheartening. Um, and I wish that some of the under-23s got more of a shot. I mean, even Giles doesn't even get a shot. I mean, he's on the bench. He just sits there. He gets like five minutes if he's lucky. Yeah, every third game he gets five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's 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 insulting him. Ugh. Yeah, it is. It is. I um, mean, fuck you. I'm not weird. But I I've already seen his like facial expression just change when he first came to Sporting. You know, all smiles, all full of you know, esperanza. 
And then now it's like he comes in towards like the, I see him warming up in the 88th minute. He looks pissed off. He looks like he doesn't want to even fucking, you know, be here. And then we lose fucking players for free or or, or at the end of their contract like they do, like we did to uh, Tiago Jalo. And now I'm starting to look at Gerald's thinking, you know what, maybe they have a point if we're not going to play them. You know what I mean? Um, uh, quickly, uh, you know, just to keep this Bas Dos talk, and we talked earlier about uh, under-23s too and just now. Um, Steph, I, I did an, uh, a tweet earlier on this week saying that um, uh, on that Spartan game against Braga on the under-23s, that I think at least seven to eight of those players that started the game against Braga's under-23s should have a spot in, that, in this A-team. I was talking about Jovan, Luis Max, uh, Gerald, Paj, Thierry Correa. Um, I'm forgetting Cabral. one. Sorry? Did you say Cabral? I think I said, yeah. I think I said Jovan. I mean, uh, even Paulinho, Pedro Marx. Pedro Marx. Paulinho, and that's who stuff. I was going to mention last. Pedro Menge, at least. The one yeah. that's starting Menge. for the, for the, the A-team. Yes. A good target man. Steph, would you have, at this moment, as we see... Luis Philippe, like you mentioned earlier, he comes from Pas Freire. He needs a bit more time. But in, in my eyes, from the little I've seen of him, it, it, it looks like we signed the Pas Freire player. Let's, let's be real. Uh, do you think Pedro Menge, or even Marks, but in this case we'll talk more about Menge because at least we've seen him more often this season, Pedro Menge can come in and, and fill in this Bas Dost role, it, for now at least, until he, he regains his form or regains his rhythm back. What do you think, Steph? Or is no. it too big of a jump? No, too too big of a jump. Yeah, Pedro Mendes is not quite there. I mean, it, it would be like a last resource if if we didn't have any more strikers. Oh shit! Now let's call the young player. I think mm. you you would be burning him in a team that's not playing well. Um, when when you want to bring up uh, certain players, you 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 have to have a system that they will be able to fit in like a puzzle, and then. They they can slowly show their skills, but if you if you put Pedermans now in this in in this chaotic environment, we're just gonna destroy his confidence. Mm. Um, so no, it's too it's too soon for him. Um, I mean, I think he's only eighteen, Pedermans. Um, so it's it's you know yeah, that's what I'm seeing now online. Oh, is he okay? Uh, yeah, eighteen. I thought he was older. Okay, my bad, my mistake. Yeah. No, it's cool, but uh, you know, I don't think so. But we have uh, some some amazing players in the under twenty three team that uh, they could definitely make the jump. Uh, and for some reason, we're not Maxi. Perfect example. Tall guys, yeah. been uh, the, the uh, sporting uh, DNA since he was a little kid. He moved. He, he's from Braga, as you know, mm-hmm. and, and Sporting got him. He's been champion of under 15, under 17, under 19. He knows what it takes to be champion of uh, Portugal, even though it's the youth. But still, it's it's more and more difficult and very competitive in Portugal. Um, why don't we give him a chance? We just bought off Ribeiro. We gave a million. Well, I don't think we gave any money to Sturil because we haven't give, been giving any money to anybody anyway. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but... Right. Ativam's a clausel compra. So we told Sturil we want to keep him. For what? For what? When you have a great goalie. We're not giving these the youth. And like you said, do you blame him now? Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. 
because we're not giving our youth a chance. And that's what I don't like about Kaiser. He came blazing, giving all the youth. We had one game in the uh, Liga Europa. We had, I think, eight players from the youth academy playing that game. And everyone was bragging about it. And then what happened? That's it. You gave up on them. Yeah, yeah which... What's his name? I think it was you that tweeted his, his contract is up. Well, no, that was his his uh his loan is up this year. I think he still has another two years with us. With us, okay. So, I think so. Let me. I'll double check that if I can. But I'm pretty sure he does. Which I I have to give kudos to uh, Valenda's and his administration for renewing with twelve of our youth team um, um, players. It's for sure, we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah, that was a great sure. move. That's it. Yeah. Um. Sorry, let me just try to see if I can figure out the. Uh, it only shows here his uh, contract with uh, with Fidens, but I'm pretty sure the, he has a contract. Go to the bottom. Go to the bottom. It's mm -hmm. it's uh, it'll say contract, current contract, and then contract at parent club. It's like halfway down yeah. towards the bottom on that. No, main yeah, page. I just see contract until loan from Sporting under 23. Like it doesn't show uh, uh, contract until yeah, whatever. I guess they don't have it for uh, for Braganza. He's probably too not known yet. But uh, anyways. Um, last question on, on Baz Dost, really. I'll ask both of you. Um, it, it's from Kaiser's words on um, we have to protect Baz Dost and, and um, all of that. Um, Chris, uh, Chris I'll, I'll start it off with you. Do you, do you uh, agree with Kaiser there? Does, does he make a good point? Or do you think maybe Kaiser should uh, be a bit more harder on him and even potentially you know, bench him next game or whatever? Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind to see him... Uh, start a game uh off the bench uh i don't think it'd be the worst thing um for him his confidence is, is so low right now i think he kind of needs a wake-up call um and also what he needs is is one of a shot to deflect off his shin or something and just so we can see the ball go in the back of the net um and that that's that's something that happens uh with strikers sometimes they, they're just they just need one to ricochet the right way um to get out of the funk um, so I, I mean, you, you kind of feel bad for the guy a little bit. I mean, he, he has been a great serviceable striker for us. Um, his goal scoring record is still, you know, very impressive when you look at what he's done. Um, so, I mean, obviously I agree with Kaiser. You can't like, I guess, alienate him from the locker room. I mean, you, you gotta keep him integrated. He, he's one of our higher profile players. Um, I mean, he's done too much to just warrant being given up on, but uh, it's, it's really frustrating to watch right now. And, I mean, I, I don't think I've – I mean, you don't really see players whose confidence is so – shot like that. It's so, you can, yeah. so apparent. You can just see it. Everything he does, it's so obvious. Um, he, he looks afraid. Like, my, my biggest fear about him is he looks afraid to shoot the ball. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to miss. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. He's done that a few times in his in his time here at Spartan. I remember last year complaining about the same thing. But uh, man, like, I've never seen it this bad before. Like oh, every single time one. a ball gets to him, he's trying to pass it. Yeah, the other one where he he ran past it, which actually yeah. ended up being a decent dummy. But like, yeah. I mean, but take that on. That I think that was the Villarreal game. Time. Like, fucking, we're we're tied or we're losing at that point. Like, just fucking go for it, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get you there. Uh, frustrating. And, and Steph, same with you. Uh, 
Kaiser's words on on, on Bazdas, how did you view that? Um, and what do you think about that? Oh, for this Kermimus. That's what he said. Kermimus. <laughs> it was his memes, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't earn two million a year. I mean, he's getting Facts. paid well. Are you fucking kidding me? This is a 21st century Kermimus. He gets yeah. paid two million dollars a year, plus the the, the bonuses. He got a. I'm pretty sure all Sporting players, not only Bastos, got a nice bonus when they won the uh, uh, League Cup. Yeah, um, I, I think so too. Well, now, apparently they also got a bonus when they tied against Benfica from Sousa Sintra too. So, well, un caralho, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to tell you the truth, no, I, I'm not sympathetic of uh, of uh, of players that get paid good money. Now we still gotta, yeah, of course I I will support my team and I will support every player. When I see they give me a hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> don't don't ask me now, Epa. I don't know what's going on with him. Then he needs to talk to a, psych, a psychiatrist. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but. Uh, it's not going to be me. Oh, vai dar nem quer que vou dar um abraçozinho, um beijinho, caralho. No, it's not, that's not the way it goes. Because we, 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 we are called fans. We see, we have eyes in our faces. We see yeah. what's going on on the pitch. He's not giving us a hundred percent, like that pass that you just talk, uh, spoke about, you and Chris. Yeah. I had to. I saw the replay like twenty times. But seriously, like Chris, I saw the replay like twenty times. Me I was. Too. I was trying to figure it out in different angles. Epa. Who was he trying to pass to? I'm with you guys there. I was, trying, I was doing the exact same thing. I think it was but. like Sp Speedy Gonzalez. The fucking <laughs> this. That's how the That's how the The guy is fast. Yeah. Oh, this. Uh, you know, and, and that, that's why I don't agree with Kaiser when he says talking about a professional player. Oh, we got it, you know, got that mimimis, you caralho, and say, Maske, oh, I got to go to work every fucking day because if I don't, they don't pay me, you yeah. know? When they say, oh, o Sporting já está a trabalhar para o jogo de Boa Vista, estás a gozar comigo, que trabalhar ou estão lá as voltinhas? The practice they have now, it's like this. After the game, treinos de recuperação no ginásio. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, Só os jogadores que não jogaram é que vão voltar no, no, no pelado. So, yeah. so, so what kind of practice? Do, they, they don't even practice like the old days, you know, up the hill and the mountain. Now everything is being conditioned. Oh, don't don't run too fast. Don't run too hard. Be careful. Don't sprint more than 100 yards. You know, this and that. They, they treat it like crystal. This is why our players suck because they be, we treat them like crystal. We got this this phenomenal team for Kaiser that, that was supposed to improve the performances of our players. This 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 guy from uh, where is he from? From Iran. He's he's a um, he's a, a professional in statistics and performance. Un novo gabinete Abril. Uh, that controls everything, what they eat and then don't eat, and what they drink, and then say maske. And I was, I was like, wow, they blowing my mind with this guy. This guy's yeah. supposed to be the guru of performances. Our team has been fucking worse than before. Are you kidding me? After this guy was hired, that came from Saudi Arabia with Kaiser, our team has been performing way below. So 
I think they they just treating them way way too well. Like, don't run too hard, Chris. Danny, next time when you go in for that ball, if you, when you don't stretch too much because you might get hurt. So yeah. we conditioning our team and we playing like fucking retards and uh, like we don't know what we're doing. And I'm not impressed with the new coaching stuff and to triste. That's it. Yeah, yeah, same. And uh, and last 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 on Baz Dost, I promise. Um, quick answer, Chris, bench him or don't bench him next game. Bench him. Um, bench him. Yeah, Steph. I mean, I've seen enough. Sorry. Yeah, same. Steph. Uh, bench him, but he's still getting paid. <laughs> yeah, but, but maybe uh, put him yeah. in the 65th minute or something. <laughs> no. If we need a goal, play. Sure. he can still play. He just yeah, no, play. I, I say I think we should start start like sub him on for sure, but definitely start on the bench. I think I think uh, this is um, this is beyond uh, uh, professional. I think it's 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 all in his mind. They, they they need seriously speaking. I'm not kidding, and I've yeah. said this before in another podcast. We we used to have a a psychologist back yeah back yeah, in the, Jesus, and then we fired him from Brazil. I believe he was, mm-hmm. and the team was actually performing well. So maybe we need to call him back. I don't you know. You know what? There, there's a there's a, a theory my dad kind of gave to me. Um, I mean, I, I don't really know if it holds true. I, I don't want to think it holds true. But my dad's starting to think that Baz Dost is, um, uh, how do I say it? Uh, uh, like, Tafazira Kama do Kaiser, basically. Like, he's trying to, like, do everything in his power to, like, get him sacked. I don't know. Maybe they don't like each other or something. My dad shit. is going into this, like, you know, they're both Dutchmen. They probably don't get along and shit like that. I'm like, you know what, dad? Maybe the way he's playing, maybe. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, quit another talking point on the game quickly. Um, in the 88th minute, we won a penalty from Brun Fernandes. Um, Steph, in your eyes, is that a penalty? A very soft one, but he yeah. called it, so I'll take it. Fair and uh, Chris, same question. Uh, yeah, it's definitely soft. Um, I mean, there is contact made for there sure. Is, the there ball, is so. contact. There was also yeah. very soft PK for Porto today. Um, Whoa! Today. No! <laughs> no! I actually think, I'm actually That's with them guy. there. I, I think that is a penalty there. Yeah. Whether, I mean, he, whether he's going to get there or not, like, you can't grab the guy's shirt. Yeah, like he like pulled. The, but it is soft. The, I agree with you there. It not, is soft, me, but it's still a pen. Yeah, so is, and so is Bruno Fernandez. It's soft. Yeah. No, yeah, but it is a pen. I don't even know the, if he would have got to the cross, honestly. But the one yeah, against against so. in favor of Porto, he pulled his shirt. So the only play, the only person to blame is the player yeah. from Roma. Uh, That's the only one you can blame. Florenzi. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Florenzi, yeah. He's the only one to blame. Why the fuck would you pull this jersey? Because you know, now you know there's the VAR. There's they're gonna replay. So it's a dumb move. If I'm his coach, he's benched. You're not gonna play, because yeah. you now you know there's there's a there's a Devar. They're gonna replay. Is he pulled his jersey for a few for a few seconds and a few seconds in replay? It's like thirty minutes. Yeah. Um. All right, and then last question when it comes to uh, the game, simply with uh, Quach coming back from suspension, uh, Matthew healthy, Tiago Ilari. I mean. <laughs> Excuse me. He he's done okay, but for the most part, we're we're not really impressed. Um, but anyways, do we stick 
in your eyes, I'll ask both of you this. Steph, I'll start with you. Do we stick with a back four like we have been, like we did last game, um, with maybe Kowatsimitu back in defense and then, you know, Ristovsky and either Acuna or Borja left back? Or do we go back to the three or five, depending how you look at it, at the back with Mathieu, Kowatsch, and maybe Lottie or Borja with, you know, maybe Borja left wing or, or, or Acuna there and Ristovsky on the other side? Um, what do you think, Steph? Do we stick with four at the back or should we change it to a three at the back with Quats coming back? Um, I mean, I, I, we were so successful against Braga, I would give it a shot against Bovista, but don't mm. forget that Bovista will play. We, we, they're not going to uh, go and dispute the, uh, the game. They will exactly. park the bus in the back mm. and, uh, and play counterattack. So the, playing with only three in the back would be kind of dangerous. So I would be more comfortable playing with four in the back just because we know Bovista needs points. And they're not going to be shy, and they're going to park the bus. So I would go with the Acuna, Mathieu, um, Quartz, and Ritovsky in the back. Uh, not Acuna, uh, Borja. And Acuna is the winger. Because yeah. then on the left side, then it'll be solid. Like We know the left side will be in really good shape. Yeah. Um, so that's I would go with a 4-3-3. Four, four, three, three. Okay. And uh, Chris, how about you? Um, yeah, I mean the that that three five two that we played against Braga was the only good game that we've had start to finish in recent memory. Um, at the same time, that same three at the back has also resulted in some horrible showings. Um, yeah. More horrible. Sh- I think we've played it three times, if I correct, and it was I shit think so, yeah. twice. Shit twice and good once. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know at this point, um, I personally would prefer to play four at the back, um, because I don't want to have to play Elori, <laughs> uh, yeah. center back, uh, I'd prefer, um, or I mean, I guess if they put Borja there, um, but I, I think Borja is better suited as a, as a true left back, um, or even as, as a wing back more than a center back. Um, but he still has played pretty well when called upon in that spot. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, if anything, uh, I mean, I, I, Bruno Gaspar is, is, is worthless. I don't even know if he's going to be fit. Um, but Rostovsky hasn't played fantastic recently either. Um, so I would, I would like to see a, a great performance from him getting up and down that side, causing trouble because he, he's been um, a, a bit poor recently. Yeah, and um, unless uh, anybody else has anything else to say about the game, um, we'll move right on to um, the uh, the Apollo deal being mulled over. I don't know if it's official yet, but um, Chris, take us through. What, what's this uh, Apollo deal? And um, I forgot his name, the, the, the Philadelphia owner. Uh, yeah, so um, it's not official yet. Um, I still think that it's yeah, the, in the article. It says in the next couple of weeks. So I mean, it could be a, a little while still yeah. um, before it's official. But obviously, um, you know, it's a it's a decent it's a decent deal. Um, you know, it's not in all in in a sense that much different than the deal that it's covering. Um, it's a loan from a guy who invests money 
in various things, um, investing money in us to pay a loan to someone else. And in the end, we're going to have to pay this guy back. Um, because this guy, Josh Harris, is not putting money into sporting out of the kindness of his heart. Um, he actually probably doesn't even know what it is or didn't know what it was until the last two weeks. <laughs> um, and he's putting money in because he's going to make money back, probably more money. Um, that's why he's doing it. Um, so this guy, he is part of the ownership group of the Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA. He also owns the New Jersey Devils um, in the NHL. And him and one other guy from the Sixers ownership group um, also own an 18% stake each in Crystal Palace. So combined, they own 36% of Crystal Palace, which is a fairly significant um, amount. Mm -hmm. um, so this guy... Um, he is, uh, a billionaire, um, investor. Um, he has had some issues, um, just as far as kind of being a bit shady, um, because I don't know how many people are familiar, but, um, the Sixers share an arena with the Philadelphia Flyers, the hockey team but he owns the devils. So it's kind of a weird situation there um, because the arena that they play in is getting old. So this guy doesn't want to pay for a new arena in Philadelphia, especially considering that he doesn't even own the hockey team in the city that would theoretically share this arena. So he keeps threatening to build his own arena, just abandoning the Flyers to play in this shitty old arena, or if they wanted to build a new one, it's their prerogative then, um, and moving the team and building a new arena for the Sixers in New Jersey. Um, the Sixers training facility, they just built a brand new training facility, and that's just across the bridge in New Jersey as well. He owns the Devils. They have their own arena in Newark, New Jersey. So... Um, it's a threat that actually, you know, holds some weight because when you look at it, it would make almost sense for him to build a new arena in New Jersey for the Sixers. Um, so he's basically holding the city of Philadelphia ransom because he wants them to help pay slash pay for most of it. It's a, uh, an ethical concern all across America these days when new arenas get built if the billionaire owner should have to pay for it with his own fucking money because he has so much of it um, or is it, it should the taxpayers who I don't know if they're, they, their, their money should be, could, could be better spent their tax money could be better spent um, helping the city or whatever obviously a sports arena isn't the most productive way for a uh, private citizen to be benefited on, in their daily life, you know, like fix the roads or something. That's something that would help everyone. So um, I actually have a, uh, a friend that I used to work with who um, is a fan of Crystal Palace, he's a huge Crystal Palace fan. So I gave him a call today um, just to ask him what he's thought of Josh Harris since him and his American money showed up at Crystal Palace. Um, I think it was in 2015. Um, that went that went down. So I was familiar with Josh already, obviously. 
um, because he owns my favorite basketball team. But I was curious to see what his 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 style and what it was like to have him at a European football club because obviously it would be a closer comparison. Um, so he said that Josh showed up and it was kind of a big a big deal. Like, oh, we got these American billionaire investors and they're going to invest a shit ton of money and blah blah blah. We're going to build a new stadium, um, all this shit, um, and. After a couple months, it kind of it kind of died off. The news died off about them, and he's at maybe a couple games a season. He's here every now and again. He, he's on the television. They show him or whatever, but he's been pretty non-existent. Um, yeah, he's pretty absent. I mean, to him, I think it's just an investment of his. He doesn't really have any personal investment or whatever. He doesn't really care. It, it's just an outlet for him to make money. It's like anything else. If he bought a share and in Microsoft, you know, he just looks at it, he sees it on his computer, the value rising or whatever. Um, and it's not like something personal to him. It's just a way for him to make money. So uh, I think that that would be more of what he would be to sporting. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever actually see him at a game or anything like that. Um, I just think that he's using it as an opportunity uh, to make some money. Um, I don't really think he, he cares at all. So it, as far as um, what I've heard is gonna happen, um, as far as paying him back slash paying him more back later, um, I heard it's going to come out of the NOS TV deal, which is a 10-year deal, which has started this season, I believe, um, and it's worth 500 million euros. We've already received 200 of those million euros, so realistically, I'm guessing with what we're going to owe this Josh Harris and Apollo back, um, probably like a maybe eighty to a hundred million. So, two th almost two thirds probably of that TV money is going to be done, and we still have like nine more years left on that deal. So, I mean, it's not a great situation to be in, but um, it could be worse. Yeah. And uh, Steph, what are your quick thoughts? Yeah, really quickly. So basically, the negotiation, the reason I, I read a little bit about it on the Portuguese media, the reason why it's taking a little bit uh, longer is because they're trying to negotiate the interest. So the interest, Sporting wants it to be uh, single digits, not double digits. And I think that they're accomplishing that goal. And then this will be a loan, basically. Alone and the um, the collateral the collateral will be like Chris said the Liga Nos uh, deal that we made. Um, th this is the guarantee that we'll pay them back because nowadays everything has to be guaranteed before you. Like when you ask for a loan for your house, the bank knows that if you don't pay it, they'll keep the fucking house. So it's the same deal. Um, and uh, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> That's I guess that's all Verena can do for now. Uh, it's a risky staking, but uh, if Sporting wants to rebuild and repay everyone they they owe, he has to pull this deal because the banker they asking for forty three million dollars now to pay them back. So he's kind of forced to make make this deal. So now the question is: Okay, you're making this deal of sixty five millions, so you can pay pay the bank. That's fine. So this will be good until December 2019, which means he has to sell players. He has to cut salaries. 
He has to maybe fire people, lay off people. That's a possibility, too. They've been speaking about that. So why the fuck are you bringing back the basketball team unless you have uh, sponsors that will pay up, pay the team, which that's fine, too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so so in, in the whole scheme of thing is Sporting has to rely, again, on the youth, on the academy to be built. If you build with what we have and sell the ones, the, the players that make too much money, like Bastost and, you know, and other ones that they're not, you know, performing the way they should be performing and start rebuilding like Paul Vento. I don't know if you remember when we got a second mm -hmm. place four years in a row. Sporting were, were playing with the youth and we did quite well, uh, actually. Yeah. So we have, and that's the only way that Sporting will be able to sell players, get a bunch of money, pay off our, our debt or whoever we owe, renegotiate with the bank that's that shit is still going reconstitution or some shit like that right uh, yes so well, i'm locked up on the word too bro <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm, the, the the deal with the bank is still not closed they still have to to uh to close that deal so this 65 mil is gonna it's just buying us some time uh, sometime like chris said we're just buying time to 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 say okay we we need to fix it this way and the only way i can see it myself as a simple fan is sell the, the players that you have that will make you money and rely on the youth and uh don't pay fucking players two millions and three millions and four million dollars if you can't afford it pay less and i know it's gonna suck for a little while but that's how you rebuild your team again Look at Benfica. Benfica, they if, if you look at them now, they they playing with players not making a lot of money. All the youth they put in for they they've been, you know how much an average, on average a, a an under twenty three player makes a month. No, enlighten me. Like three thousand euros. Hmm. It's not much, is it? Yeah. No. Exactly. So then, if you if you tell them, "Hey, listen, we're gonna pay you twenty thousand euros for this," they just won the lottery. Can I? Yeah. That's yeah. absurd. That's that. That's what Benfica is doing. They they basically, hey, we're gonna better your salary. O Ferro, o Central, and essa gente toda, o João Felix. That's that's what happened. João Felix, I think he's making decent money now. Yeah, no, I, for sure. But anyway, so Chris, you know, he, he went into detail. I'm not gonna. Going to detail because I don't know as much as he as he he does, but all I know is that's why it's taking a little bit of time, and uh, we're gonna have to t pay them back, and uh, we have we're gonna have to be smart. And if if I was Verandas, I would say, listen, I don't need nine. This is how many vice presidents we have. I think we have nine. I don't need nine vice presidents. I just need one for this. Yeah, exactly. Foda-se. E um chega. Chega e sobe, caralho. Uh, oh, meu. É, é verdade. But, but the thing is, you're going to have to cut your, you know, some employees. You're going to have to. It's it's a no-brainer. It's like, olha, tu e tu e tu e tu já ficaram sem taxa. You got to go. And then I'm I'm going to be fine with uh, a, ma a team manager for handball, a team manager for basketball, because we'll have a team, a team manager for this and that. I'll stay with Albuquerque. But we have too many uh, tasks in the sporting. Yeah. I mean, how many assistant coaches do we have in, in the A-team? I don't no, even know. 
It's like, like eight, probably. Exactly. Yeah. Why? At least, yeah, he gives at least four or five handshakes right away when a goal is given. Fuck, man. S- simplify, yeah. simplify things. You have your coach, one assistant coach, uh, a physiotherapist, a doctor, and the goalie, and the, the coach for the goalies. That's it. Simplify things. Don't give me that shit. Oh, we have professional club. When you... No, that, that's all fucking baloney. If you simplify things, you'll see that the club will sustain itself. And then give more personnel to Jornal do Sporting where it's needed, social media, because we suck at that. In social media, oh, yeah. we're terrible. So, oh, yeah. and, and that's it's, that's small salary, because if Sporting was was smart, there would very few people like me, you, and Chris, and we would actually do it for, for peanuts or even for free, just a T-shirt signed by all the players, and we would be all fucking happy. Hey, fish meal. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But anyway, so... Our sporting is struggling because they want to. They have too many bullshit jobs that they they. I don't even know half of the vice presidents to tell the truth. It's so many of them. I don't really want to know them. They yeah. so irrelevant to me. Yep, yep. I can agree more with both of you. Um, quick, quickly on on this. I think we'll we'll quickly dismiss it. Um, also, news coming from Sam TV. Um, maybe two oh. or three days ago. <laughs> já, já, já começa mal. Oh, não, o TMCM TV é como o TMZ na América. Não vale I know, I know. Não well, vale they're saying nada. that Richardi is, is again moving forward. He's promised 200, 200 million euros, <laughs> six to eight players with immediate entry into the squad. Bruno Fernandes maintained, be champions in short term, and put Sporting in the first European line and fight uh, for your finals of the, Europe, of the Champions League. <laughs> Um, I mean, it, it, listen, uh, I don't know if Richard is just cluing on to this now, but he was just a part of an election uh, around August um, August time. I didn't hear one lick of this, and all of a sudden he's, he's talking big about this now. I don't know, you know, I don't know where this talk was back then in the elections, but now we don't give a fuck. And uh, two, it's CMTV, and, you know, like, that's probably the most cancerous fucking news outlet I've ever seen. Um, second to TMZ, maybe. But uh, guys, quick thoughts on this. Uh, I don't. I know we're not. It's nothing crazy to go into detail with. But uh, Steph, what are your quick thoughts on on Richard? These two hundred million euro promise. So what? What are we supposed to do? Uh, go for re-elections again? <laughs> Epa, mas tem duzentos mil meu. So then, so then instead of telling CMTV, you should pick up his phone. Call Verandas <laughs> and tell him, listen, let's partner. Let, let's part. That's the only thing he has left. Unless Verandas next week he says, hey, I'm quitting. That Then <laughs> then he can do something about it. But as of now, unless he calls Verandas and then they, they both strike a deal together, that's the only option he's got. Because he, who's the president now? Frederic Verandas. <laughs> this, the, pronto, que acabou a conversa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, Chris, if you have any thoughts on that, <laughs> I mean, why doesn't why why are we why are we calling up Josh Harris from from <laughs> Center City, Philadelphia to get 65 million if this guy's got 200? Um, yeah. I think we could probably get a better deal with you know one one of our own in quotation marks, um, right? So, I mean, he, he's full of shit, uh. He's probably got a buddy who works at CMTV, gave him this story just to get his name out in the news. 
Um, yeah, I don't. He's that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you know why it's not gonna happen? Because if if it was gonna happen, it would have happened already. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're, he would have proposed this back in August or whatever. And and, and where's the money coming from? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This guy, this guy thought he found Badali or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. My back, it know, was in yeah. his backyard. The fucking an oil pipe there, bro. For so, your for your Walmart and compro Monopoly money. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And uh, last but not least, we we briefly mentioned it, but we'll 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 talk about it again because you know. Um, credit where credit's due, and, and this is uh, one of the, the bright points for uh, for Verandas is we did sign 12 youth players, um, and then the next day, those those guys put 3-1 onto Benfica, and, and that Joelson Fernandes kid um, ripped it. And uh, Steph, quick thoughts on that. What, what, what did you think of the, all the all this youth signings? That, that's, that's, that's how he's going to conquer the, 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 the sporting fan base. It's by treating our youth the proper way. Sporting fans, they, they're very smart. And, and we, we will give you kudos when you do the, the proper thing. You did, sure. the, you did the proper thing. Of course, there's, there's always one or two people that, that, that will always criticize. No matter what he's going to do, they're oh, always yeah. going to say some negative things, and I hate that. Because mm-hmm. you, could, you could be a critic, but sometimes you have to recognize, well, you know, that was a smart move. He, he, he renewed with 12 of our youth. That's yeah. humongous because these players, the, the, the 12 players he renewed, uh, the, the amazing players, they dominating the under-17 division. Uh, well, now it's a South Division. They have one more game, and then they go into the final division, which will be uh, three from the South, three from the North. It will be six for the uh, uh, Liga de, 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 de Campeão. Yeah, the, the Portugal. So, so then it'll be it'll be different. But we 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 we're gonna finish in first place in our group, South, which is includes Benfica, uh, Bolnense, uh, Sekevanense, which is always a tough team. So, yeah. so yeah, that was a great move by him. So now he's got to do more of those of those moves. He's, he has to, and. If he's doing this because he's predicting in the future that that's that's how he wants to to uh, um, mold uh, the right. the senior team, uh, that's really smart. I, I mean, that's humongous. Then, like Ivanil Fernandes, Duarte, all these players, Braganza, renewed with all of them because they have so much potential. But then next year, call them to the A squad. Then everything makes sense. If he's just going to renew with them and then not promote them to the A squad, it's not going to make any fucking sense. You know why? Because we're going to end up loaning them. Yeah. So, but I liked it. I liked it, and I'm expecting much more of that. And and uh, but to to sustain all this, not only the sixty five millions is needed, but the 60, 65 millions we're not going to see that money. People, we're not going to see. We're just going to give it back to the bank. Give it to the bank. Pay the bank. That's why we're getting the, this money. This is the bailout. So to sustain all this, we're gonna have to sell players. We're gonna have to. We have no other way of doing it. Yeah. All right. And um, with that being said, we're running a bit short on time. Uh, we'll go right into the Twitter questions. Uh, first one, funny enough, actually comes in from my brother, uh, David F. Saldanga. I think it's a really good question to be fair. 
Um, he asks, uh, oh, and his Twitter handle is at David F. Saldana on Twitter. Um, he asks, how in favor is the panel in blowing up the team, getting rid of all the dead weight and only keeping those we know that have quality to fight for a spot in the 11? Um, okay, that's the first part of his question. I think the second part would be a lot, is, is a lot more fun. Um, so, Chris, I'll, I'll, I'll give that one up. I'll give that one quickly to you. How in are you for just blowing up the team, selling everybody, and just starting from scratch? Obviously, uh, keeping maybe a handful of players, but yeah, um, I think that that partially might happen. Um, it kind of sucks because we're going to lose a lot of the players that we'd want to keep. Um, I think that Matthews probably gone. Um, yeah. I think Bruno Fernandes is gone. I think Bastos is potentially gone. Um, so, I mean, obviously if a decent offer comes in for players like Ristovsky or Diaby or Acuna or Wendell, um, we're going to have to take a look at them. Um, you know, so uh, I think there is going to be a lot of movement. Um, unfortunately, some of the players that we hate the most, I think, are most likely going to be here. Players like, well, I mean, people don't really hate Renan. I mean, a lot. most people, I feel like, are just kind of indifferent towards him. Yeah. Um, he'll definitely be back. Um, Elori will definitely be back. Um, Gudele seems very likely to be back. Jabi's uh, going to be back for sure. Um, um, so, yeah. I mean, and then there's a lot of question marks on, you know, the younger players, um, what's going to happen to them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I really hope that everyone gets a fair shake in preseason. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of young players that are, are there and I think are very close. Um, you know, I think that Daniel Bragasa is going is very close. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you call it? Um, Even Brun Page. Bar Barbosa is yeah. he's been loaned the past few days. He's been playing he's well. well. They're yeah. a machine. They don't all, all day as well. All day, yeah. yes. They're like yeah. they've opened up like a ten point lead now. Uh, they're mm -hmm. going to be champions of the second division. Um, they lost their they lost their star player, and they just kept humming. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, there's, and then even in the under-23s, uh, as you mentioned, a lot of the guys, even Jadal's, I think, would throw into that crowd. So there's a lot of guys. Um, so hopefully I'll, they all get their fair shake uh, to make the team. And, um, you know, obviously some people are going to be brought in as well. So I just hope that they're smart um, investments. That's all. Yeah. Uh, and then the second part of his question is really the, 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 the main part of his question is, um, you know, let, let's say we're all in favor of blowing up the team and that's what we're going to do. Just sell off everybody. Let's pretend it's like an, an NHL expansion uh, an expansion team. Besides Bruno Fernandes, let's just say we're, we're going to sell them guaranteed. Point final. A maximum of five players you can keep. Only five players and then the rest will either be new signings or the under 23 coming up. So you can't keep any under 20. Like you can't hold on to any 23 player. They'll come up anyways. If you can pick five players on this team, Steph, I'll start with you. Pick five players on this team, and then everybody else is sold. Who would you pick? Okay, so basically I have the list in front of me, so I was kind of Beautiful. Predict predicting it. I was reading your mind. Beautiful. So goalies. Goalies. So uh, Maximiano is going to be promoted for sure because uh, Salam will be gone. So Ribeiro, we, we, we all know, we just activated the clause, so he's staying. Uh, Andre Pinto is gone. Uh, Borja, we're keeping him. 
Bruno Gaspar, we just, I hope we sell him. Quads, I would keep him. Jefferson, I would sell him. Machir, we know he's gone. Kritovsky, I would still keep him. Uh, and I would promote uh, Thierry Correa. Uh, Loria, I would keep him as a fourth option. Uh, Marco Acuna, I would sell him. I would keep Pataglia because now he's got no market. He's, uh, he's, he's still injured. So I don't think no one will buy him for the time being. Bruno Fernandes, we're going to sell him for a lot of money and we need we need his money. Bruno Paz, I would promote him. Sheik Charles, I would give him a real chance. Dumbia, I would give him a real chance. Goodelts, I would ship him back to China. Miguel Luis, I would uh, promote him. Petrovic, as much as I know, I love his co commitment. I would sell him. Right. Gonçalo Plata, I don't know what to expect from this guy. He's still in Ecuador waiting for his visa. Uh, Wendell, I would keep him. Um, and then you have Bas Dost, I would sell him, get some money before it's too late. Um, Cabral, I would bet on him. Philippe, I would keep him as a second, third option. Then you have uh, Rafinha, I would keep him, and that's it. All right, so Steph, from, the, from those people you just mentioned, if you can only pick five to stay and everybody else is sold, who's your five? For this five, I'm just the five that stays for you, for you. Just five players that stays on that list. Uh, for me, I would keep Quats as uh, Quats. defense. Um, I would keep um, Bataglia. Okay. Two. Uh, the goalie, I wouldn't keep Ribeiro, but we have no choice. Um, All right, for sub, fair. For sub, um, uh, Kitovsky, even Just though. Four. And uh, six year olds. And that's five. Chris, how about you? The five players that you you pick to, to keep and then the rest go back to Rafinha, I'll take Ribeiro out. Okay, fair. Uh, I'll take Kowats. Yeah. Rafinha. Uh, Bataglia, Borja, mm. uh, one more. Mm. I guess it's pretty much between like this is keeping in mind that we keep our U23s, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I would probably say, uh, probably Acuna then. Uh, I think that Rostovsky is more replaceable. So, yeah, I'd agree. I do. Uh, I'll do Quatsi also. Rafinha, Wendell, uh, Wendell, uh, Borja, and uh, and I don't know. That's a good question, actually. And uh, I'll do fucking what's his face. I'll do Sheikh Zeralds too. All right, cool. Uh, next question comes in from Casa de Paiva at M Paiva Seven. Uh, Chris, I'll ask you this one. Uh, at what price do you think is fair amount for a team to acquire Baz Dost? And uh, second question, I'll ask to, I'll ask to Steph. So what, what do you think the uh, price tag for Baz Dost would be? If, if you're Federico Verandes, what are you asking for? Uh, I start at like 25 and then I take 20. Fair. Uh, that's what I think he's worth. Um, he's almost 30 now. He's clearly had a terrible second half of the season um yeah. his peak value actually is probably either last summer or this winter 
um, when Real Madrid allegedly came sniffing. Um, we should have sold them at that point. Yeah, right? that's, that's not going to fucking happen anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, and that's still a good investment. I mean, that's a – we doubled his value. We, yeah. He, he came in. He, he was useful, and we flipped him, and we made double our money back, and he's three years older. So that's yeah. good business. Transfer market does have him going for at least $22 million as of January 11. So, yeah, $25, $20 million. I, I take that as well. And then uh, he also asks – I'll ask both of you this. Um, from the under-23, who do you think has the bigger, biggest potential? Pedro Menz or Pedro March? Uh, Chris, I'll, I'll keep it with you first. So Pedro Menz is the one with the man bun? Yeah, Pedro Menz is the man bun. Okay, uh, I'm going to say him. I, I like him more. I always get them mixed up, but, I mean, that guy is uh, he's tenacious. Um, he seems like a real poacher. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I I mean, I'd love to see him this season get 20 minutes at the end of the game instead of Felipe. Something like that. Yeah, I'd agree with you. And Steph, between Pedro Max and Pedro Menz, who do you rate higher? Or who do you think will have the biggest potential? Um, I, I, I think uh, it's – I like both, actually. Yeah. So. They're I'll, both kind of different strikers, so it's kind of hard to, like, say. But yeah. I think I think both will have a, a, a chance sooner or later. Yeah, I agree. Rather soon than later. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Next question comes in from João Leão at the Portuguese SCP on Twitter. His, he asks, with our current finances and situation at Stryker, uh, what should be our next course of action? Do we wait for Bazdos to ever regain confidence or simply move on to youth, perhaps even going in uh, for an established striker if we have the funds? Steph, I'll give that one to you. Well, it's, well for, we still have until May. So that's the end of the season. Yeah. So there's nothing we can do now until May. The only the only options we have is basically what we have, which is Flieg, Bajdost, uh, Peter Mins, Peter Marx, um, and that's all we have, really. It's, it has nothing to do with money at this point in time because the market is closed. Even the Russian market just closed. So And the only markets uh, available, they're invalid. They don't have any good quality players, so yeah. it is what it is. With that, that's all we have. So now I think, I think Kaiser has a good chance to say, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna uh, experiment a few things. All, all we need is to keep away from Mude Dance because being in third place or fourth place is the same shit. You get the same benefits. You, you, you're just gonna get a playoff in the league at all, but it doesn't matter. You don't get a bronze medal. When you finish third, so it doesn't matter. So to me, I would I would uh, do some experiments. I would say, you know what, uh, Goodell, you can stay on the bench. Brunpash, let let me let let it. Let, I'm going to bring him up. I'm going to yeah. test him. Odumbia, let me put him at number six and and put uh, put Goodell on number eight because they keep on saying he's a number eight. He's not a number six. So. Let's put him at number eight and let's try him against Bovis as number eight and Dumian as number six. I will start promoting people from the under 23 and give them a chance uh, before the preseason. Uh, that's what I would do now at this point in time. And as far as strikers, the same thing. I mean, I would promote Peter Menz or Peter Marks and I would give them a chance to, to, to shine, uh, you know, and show what they got. Um, yeah. at, le at least 45 minutes of a game. Um, not the full game, maybe. I don't know. 
but call them to practice and see what they got in practice before you put them on the spot on the actual official game. But do something now before the preseason because we we lost it to the Portuguese league. We know that. So experiment and um, before the the second of April, we need to do something because I want to win that game against Benfica. I want to mm. go to the final of Zambor. So do something now, experiment before the 2nd of April so we can go and win that game. Yeah. Uh, next question comes in from Kevin at Kev1NArouge6 on Twitter. He asks, which players from the under-23 or below would you already put in your first team, starters or bench? Chris, I'll ask you that. I feel like we've, we've answered that question a lot, but um, under-23 or below, which, which player would you have on your, on, on your starting or bench? Chris, you're on. You're on mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just realized. <laughs> um, and then I was trying to get back to uh, to that tab. Um, so uh, I'm gonna go. You got Luis, um, Cabral, um, yeah. Pedro Mendes, Daniel Barganza. For sure, yeah. Uh, and you know maybe Abdu Conte or Thierry Correa. Mm. I think they're a little bit further behind that pack. Um, yeah, and, and I put Javales in that first pack uh, as well. Yeah, well, good shout. And uh, last question comes in from Joel Da Silva at the Joe Leon 73 on Twitter. He asks, "We should try and get. Should we try and get Slimani back?" Uh, yeah. So there's been rumors circulating that you know Slimani's going to leave Fenerbahce and his plans are to return back to to sparting uh steph would you take slimani back yeah, yeah of course i would take him yeah. back but we've heard that uh that same song the violin song for yeah about a year and a half now oh my god so yeah. i don't believe it anymore i believe it when i see it yeah that? same with me uh, same with me but i would easily take him back with open oh yeah of sure, course but... Clarkson, Clarkson. yeah but we definitely want to see that first happen all right boys <laughs> We've come to the – oh, sorry. Actually, no, we haven't come to the end. Steph, modalidades, um, or at least a quick report on, on what happened today? Yes. So uh, so basically, this weekend was a very successful week. Under 15, we won 5 nothing against Lusitano in first place. Souvenirs, we won 3-1 against Real. Um, we also in uh, first place. Plus, we won 3-1 against Benfica in the middle of the week. Yep. So we – Juniors, we won. Uh, we tied three-three. We let it tie the last minute of the game against Braga. So now we basically uh, in um, third place with five points, uh, just two points away from Porto and Benfica. They in first place, um, and then uh, the under twenty-three won three-two against Braga, and we also. In uh, second place, tied up with Sturil with 29 points. In first place is, believe it or not, Riwav with 31 points, but still a lot of games left. Uh, but we're doing well in all, all the youth leagues, different youth leagues. Um, then uh, Futsal, uh, Sporting, um, we won for the uh, Portuguese Cup 7 nothing against Mercedes. So that's, uh, that's a team from uh, the... The Serra. Uh, then uh, Feminino, we lost 5 nothing against a good team, Nova Cement. Um, handball, we won uh, over the weekend 33 to 27 against Uzbelens. 
And we won today against Football Club Porta. I watched the whole game. What a phenomenal game. 26 to 23. Yeah. Uh, big win. Big win. Big win. So we're still not in first place because I don't know if you guys know, in handball, even if you lose, you get one point. Yeah. Did you guys know that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, but we also have a game in hand. We play Benfica, I think, this weekend. So that's another huge handball game. Yeah. Yes, the the ninth we play Benfica exactly, and we play in the middle of the week the last uh, the last place, which is the the late game that we're missing. Um, um, okay, Petit, we won twelve to five against Turkel, and uh, and Porto beat. Or even is the reason why I'm mentioning this, because now we in first place with football Port with the same points, 46-46, and we're going to play them next. Uh, we're going to play tomorrow against AC Braga for the Portuguese Cup and then football Port. And if we win at the Casa do Dragão, basically we're almost champions of Portugal. Um, volleyball, we lost badly today, 3 nothing against uh, Manza of Italy. So we missed the final of uh, the International Cup. But over the weekend, we went 3-2 against Fonte Bastardo, so we remain in second place. And uh, football player, uh, uh, beat soccer, we finished uh, fifth place in the club's uh, uh, World Cup. Um, and then uh, anything else interesting? We have an important game on the tennis table on Friday against a French team. Uh, it's the it's in the, the semifinals at home, and then we play them away like the following week, and uh, that's it. All right then. Oh no! Oh. Important. Nelson Evera. He finished. Ah, please, yeah. uh, he silver medal, right? Silver medal for Portugal. With, with Portugal. He's, he's a sporting uh, athlete. So. Yeah. Yeah. Patricia Mamone, that she missed it by just one. You know, she finished fourth. So yeah, she's close. I was, I was actually keeping track of that. Uh, it was giving just before, then during the uh, Portimonense game. I was, so I was actually uh, keeping tabs on at least Nelson Evera, not so much on uh, the other the other one of our girls. But, um, but yeah, Patricia Mamona. Yeah, she Mamona, finished. Yeah, he finished uh, fourth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, right. that's it. All right then, boys. A pleasure as always. Another great podcast in the books. And I um, think uh, I think Sporting will win away. Uh, oh, boys, predictions, bro. I'm getting bad at this, bro. I'm I know. super bad at this. Okay. <laughs> no, fuck that. We're not saying goodbye yet. Sorry. <laughs> Sporting plays Boavista at uh, at Boavista at um, what's your stadium called again? Boavista. The Bessa. But the Bessa. Exactamente. At the Bessa. Um, three thirty kickoff here in the East Coast. Um, Chris, give me, or uh, Steph, I'll, I'll throw it off to you first. What What are your predictions for the game? Two one, uh, one goal from uh, from um, Mathieu, another one from Bruno Fernandes. Mathieu, I like that. And uh, Chris, how about you? Um, I think we win. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say two one um, as well. Um, Sufridu, um, and they're <laughs> they're obviously gonna score. Um, so yeah, I say um, Bruno Fernandes um, is uh, likely to score if we're gonna score goals. And uh, I'm gonna go um, uh, Diaby with the other one. I am, on the other hand, not really that confident because I don't know where Sporting stands. And uh, seeing that Boavista needs points, and uh, Boavista is always a hard team to play away, I'm gonna go with a two-two draw. 
Uh, I'll say Bruno Fernandes, and uh, I'll agree with Steph. Bruno Fernandes and Mathieu get the goal, or get the goals. Um, yeah, and that's my prediction. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the, the we can call it we can call it a wrap. I believe I went through everything. I haven't messed up anymore. Um, as a, as always, boys, it was a pleasure, Steph and, and Chris and Nando. Unfortunately, couldn't be with us today, uh, and the other boys because it was running too late for especially for Patrick. That that's over in the UK. Everybody that, that wants to get in contact with us, uh, message us on Twitter. Um, be, sorry, I just got the tweet now that the chat wasn't really working on YouTube. Apologize for that, guys. I uh, we'll we'll make sure that it's up and running for uh, next podcast. And um, and yeah, like like uh, like we tweeted out earlier in the week. Um, any got anybody that wants to be a guest on our podcast, please DM us. Feel free. Um, we're always open to guests, and 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 we love having you guys on. So uh, you know, that doesn't matter whatever time zone you're in. We'll we'll try to work things out as best as we can. And um, and uh, and of course, you know, Spreadshirt.com for for Spartan One Sixty merch is always is still there and still up. Um, we've had a few uh, a few people, a few fans, a few uh, of you know people buying uh, some of the merch. Um, so, so thank you guys for that. And without further ado, guys, um, take care and uh, ciao. Viva Sporting.